Hey guys, this is Colin from Blackjack Apprenticeship, and I am on a recorded line with Sassy Red. How are you doing today? I'm doing great, thanks. Awesome. So uh, what we're going to do here is talk about managing stress for APs and, and kind of how this conversation started was um, a, a friend recommended a book called The Upside of Stress, and it sounded weird to me, but you know, they recommended it. So I gave it a listen actually on Blinkist. I didn't listen to the entire audiobook or read the entire book, but you know, Blinkist is kind of like a 15 or 20 minute overview. And it was interesting. Kind of the premise was that a study from 2006 found that stress increased the risk of death by as much as 43%, but that was only in people who believed stress was harmful. And so those who reported high stress levels, but didn't believe it was harmful, had the lowest risk of death of all participants. And so people that saw things, including stress, positively had longer lives, more meaningful lives. Uh, but like many things, I listened to this, I wondered, well, how accurate is this? I've found that people like to oversimplify things. And where I've found that a lot of things are more nuanced or complex than kind of a hot take culture, you know, a lot of books are written over a oversimplified approach. And so I thought, hey, I'm going to reach out to Sassy Red because she will uh, be able to provide maybe some context if she listens to it. And so I did. And before I knew it, Sassy Red had put together an awesome list of 21 tips for managing stress. Um, so before we get into that list, let's step back and talk about kind of your concern about the definition of stress. Is that okay? Sure. Um, yeah, it was an interesting, uh, like Colin, I, I listened to the audio summary and, um, you know, I may have had a knee jerk reaction to it again. He was talking about kind of sound bites and, um, I was concerned with how we define stress and that, um, my take on stress, whether it, it has a positive, whether you can see positive outcomes from stress is um, your perspective on it. But knowing that stress is typically felt as a negative and can have some destructive um, and damaging properties. So stress is um, when you don't feel like you have the resources to manage the demands um, that are coming your way in life the resources to to handle those or manage those. And so I started thinking about how I had dealt with certain stressors in my life and um, particularly as an AP and but also with what Colin sent my way going, okay, what what are the positives of stress? And I redefined those as challenges or obstacles uh, because I do tend to still see stress as a negative, something that needs to be managed, soothed, overcome. Does that answer your question? Yeah. Yeah. So I think I, I thought that was really helpful because in, in this, uh, you know, audiobook overview that they, they just, and so I don't know the book, don't quote me on the book cause I haven't read it, but it seemed like they just lump all stress into one category. And that's, that's not true. I, I think like, you know, if you were in a, uh, lion's cage with ravenous lions and, and maybe you're, you know, hiding behind a log, but if you lived in that environment long enough, it's going to have, um, it's going to have physiological 
effects on you. And so that's where someone that's in an abusive relationship or, you know, something like that, it's, it's a different kind of stress than like, oh man, it's been a really busy week at work. Right. Um, so we, we got to kind of differentiate. So yeah, you're calling that, that second category more challenges. And I think that uh, as APs, we have a lot of that, you know, there's the fear of backoffs, there's the financial swings, there's the travel, um, there's the short nights, you know, those sorts of things. And we do need to learn how to handle that well for, to be productive at our job and to really like come out the other side of advantage play in, in a good way. And so that's, I think what we're going to, what your 21 tips really gets to, is that correct? Yeah. And I think too, what I had expressed to you earlier is the topic that I'm more drawn to or fascinated by, and this was part of our early discussion is resilience. And I think that's what Mm -hmm. we're really actually trying to get to is how is resilience built? Um, How do we see positive EV in the strong word is suffering and the easier word may be obstacles or challenges. Um, so what what beauty, what strength, what growth can we find coming through those things? And that may have been what the author of, of this original book, um, that may have been, um, I'm speculating here, which may not be good, <laughs> but um, was after. But I started to focus more on resilience. And mm. um, because I think as a culture, not even just our culture, but globally, the other thing that has occurred to me through the COVID pandemic is, at least in my lifetime, this, correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't remember anything else that felt like we were going through it globally. All of us are Mm -hmm. experiencing this together and that's pretty profound. Um, Mm -hmm. and so what, what can we, how can we come out on the other side of this better, stronger, Mm. um, more capable and instead of, um, it can be very tempting to see this as just completely destructive. And I've always been a fan of, um, not being an either or thinker, but a both and thinker. So I started to conceptualize. You want me to move in to just take a few of these tips and and explain how I broke them down? I think already at this point, people that are listening, either they're going to be like, oh, this is woo woo. This isn't about uh, plus one, minus one. And that's fine. If you're not interested, you could turn it off. But I I love, you know, uh, personal development or, or just being a well-rounded person. So to me, this is awesome. And I think there are a lot of people that are going to benefit from this. So yeah, let's let's get into the first, uh, the first tip. Okay. Well, I broke this down. Um, According to our blackjack, our card counters, um, uh, lexicon. Thank yeah, the, our opera, our steps of operation. I, I just oh, yeah. brain fart. Um, <laughs> anyways, uh, that starts with you know take insurance, surrender, um, double down, split, mm-hmm. hit and stand. Did I just get those in the right order? Please, sweet Jesus. Um, uh. Yeah. Okay. So split then double down. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. We all know uh, you know how to play blackjack, so don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I get a little nervous in these in these uh these uh situations, but so <laughs> I I thought that how how can we ensure that we as a community or you know just as people come out of this stronger? Um, so take insurance. That was my first one. So um, these tips will help to do that. 
And the first one um, was really surrendering what you can't control. And I think it's really important as APs um, to learn this as well, to, to know that focusing on what you can control is what will um, ensure your success, your long-term success as an AP. Because if we get wrapped up in worrying about stressing about um, things that we can't, we can't control variants, we can't control ploppies, we can't control surveillance, we, we, we can't control what they see or don't see, or how they respond to what they see or don't. Um, and in the situation that we are in now, um, with, with lockdowns, with stay-at-home orders, um, and some of us out of work, you know, it occurred to me that as APs, we were all laid off at the yep. same time, all of us together. Who would have ever thought that we would see all of the casinos close? Um, yeah. And we had no control over that. It just one day they were there and the next day they weren't. And so um, in this situation, as well as at the tables, what can you control if you let your thinking spin out of control into what if or catastrophic thinking? It's really easy to get um, panicky or mired down in that, which is going to raise those physio physiologically damaging aspects of stress. Um, so really focusing on what you can control, what can you do today and what needs your attention today? So that that's my tip. Number one is surrendering, know what you can surrender, what you can't control. So know what yeah. you can control and let go of the rest. Yeah. So I was thinking about this, you know, that stressing about the outcome of a hand, like, you know, after the dealer draws their, you know, five card 21 or whatever, it's, it's one of the most meaningless things we can do while we're playing blackjack, you know, like there's so many things we need to be doing at the table and to, to give extra emotional energy to something that's already happened that we can't do anything about, you know, and, and I get it. We've, we've all been there and it's just sucks and it's frustrating. And so it's fine to be frustrated or to complain after a bad session, but you know, putting your energy into that really doesn't bury fruit. And you know, you mentioned, uh, know what you can control and, um, you know, having a routine. And I, I, I was thinking about that, you know, when you sent this over to me and, I read a, a while ago about how studies show that if you make your bed in the morning, it actually decreases stress and improves people's moods. Mm -hmm. um, just like simply by saying, okay, I'm going to start off the day being controlling what I can, having a routine, being productive. And for Grace and I, this whole, you know, coronavirus stuff, we noticed a pretty big shift from like the first week. I think Washington, we kind of locked down before most of the country. Um, so this was a while, a while ago now, but the, there was a big shift from that first week to like the third where we went from like, okay, you know, it's kind of like a uh, extended spring break to, oh, wow, this is going to be life for a while. And we don't want to just kind of survive this and, and, you know, have, have quarantinis every night and, and, you know, eat whatever we want. We actually want to come out on the other side better than we began. So I think thinking that way saying how can we do that was was a pretty big shift for us. Yeah. So keeping your routine as much as possible, like you just mentioned, is really important. Like for me, um, I had even talked about my internet can be a little iffy, so let's keep the video turned off from this. But I'm still full hair and makeup. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm put together the same way I would any other day, except I'm wearing leggings instead of jeans, you know, um, <laughs> to go out. 
And it does make me feel more normal. I think I did a few days, like you said, in in jammies, and then you just it, it, it doesn't help. It doesn't boost your mood. So yeah, keeping your routine um, and knowing what you can um, focus on for that day is important. And then again, just avoiding the what if um, thinking because mm-hmm. you you only have today. You can't control tomorrow. And we just there's been a lot of well, if this happens or that happens. We just don't know yet. And like you said, yeah. it really it's an, it's an energy suck and um, and it doesn't produce anything. So that moves into the next one. So the first one was surrender what you can uh, surrender, surrender what you can't control, um, avoid catastrophic or what if what if thinking. And then the third one under my surrender operation is taking it one day at a time. Um, research does show that reminding yourself that something is temporary or understanding that it's temporary helps you move through it instead of sort of Mm. just giving up. Um, so the whole, this too shall pass seems a little trite or glossing over when people are actually hurting, but it actually is, is true. Um, and knowing that you're not going to always feel this way, it's not going to always feel this way or be this way, um, helps you to, uh, to move, to move through it and just to have enough yeah. strength for it, having enough strength for today. Yeah. So I was thinking about this, both the catastrophic thinking and the ticket one day at a time. I was thinking of it in terms of losing streaks. Right. Um, and I, I remember, um, it was the first big, so, so, uh, after me, Ben and Jeff had been playing together for, I don't know, six or nine months and we'd grown our bankroll from, you know, uh, five, five or uh, four figures to, to six figures. We teamed up with a guy that I, I refer to as Sammy and we, we, we now have like a $200,000 bankroll and we go to this casino with the highest stakes we'd play. They had like $2,000 max and we'd been stuck at $500 max and we do this uh, spotter BP thing. And in one night we drop over $40,000 and it was just, I was, I was new. And so I was like, Oh, that's all right. We'll just get it back tomorrow. And, uh, Sammy had played long enough. He was like, this is months of EV, you know, and he was having that kind of catastrophic thinking and it, it just kind of got the whole team discouraged rather than saying, Hey, what can we control? How do we get back out of there? So, so when you're on a losing streak, it, I think reminding yourself what you can control and, and having, I was thinking of it in terms of having an accurate view of yourself to say, Hey, I've, I've grown a bankroll before I can do it again. Or I've dug out of losing streaks before. Um, I, you know, I've had losing trips and backoffs before I can, I will get through this. I can get through this. And what do I do today to, to make progress? Right. What, what's the next thing that I can do? Um, yeah. and I, it, it helps you just to keep moving forward and then moving from, from surrender, um, I went to split. And the thing that occurred to me was that we really need to, um, not try to get through this by ourselves. So I, I call it split the burden and mm-hmm. broke that down into asking for help offering to help and making sure that you're staying connected, um, as, as the tips under split the burden. And so it's really important to let the people around you know what it is that you need. And, you know, even on a blackjack team, I know that, um, Colin has talked before about really focusing on 
people within the team, their, their strengths and focusing on their strengths. So within your circle that you're in now, and you may live alone, which means you have to be a little more creative about reaching out or asking for help. But if you're in a, a, you, you know, um, a home situation that has other people in it, whether it's your nuclear family or roommates or whatever, um, let them know what it is that you need because nobody can read your mind and, um, then, and, and offer to help at the same time. So two, asking for help, maybe if you really are struggling with fear, anxiety, um, anger, having trouble sleeping, often these types of situations, um, high stress situations, rapid change situations, uncertainty, a, a lot of it has to do with the uncertainty of the times, um, see what resources are available to you for outside help. A lot of um, counselors and therapists are doing uh, telemed and um, online platform type um, appointments. So so please be sure to, to find out what those resources are. And if you want to private message me, I can probably figure that out. It's a different state to state, but um, at least I may be able to help point you in the right direction if you feel like you need that. And so, you know, ask for help when you can. And you may need to, to just say, hey, look, I need some space. I need a half an hour of quiet a day during this time. Um, and so go ahead and do that. And then offering to help, it, it really helps to ease your own stress when you're able to help ease somebody else's um, burden. So that might be, you know, participating, help someone with chores or walk someone's dog or help someone who really, you know, an older person. If you can deliver groceries or run errands, I picked up some prescriptions through a drive through um, for someone the other day. And just being able to do that made me feel good. I got out of the house. Mm. I took a drive. The weather was nice and I helped somebody out. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I love that. Sometimes we just kind of get in our own heads and we get a bit self-absorbed. Um, so I was thinking about, you know, as an AP, it, you could be on a trip and you're struggling, but even just, you know, you know, someone else is on a trip, being there for them could be the best medicine for yourself. I know that, you know, like, uh, I, I've got a couple close friends. I reach out to them every week and just say, how are you doing? And sometimes it's what I need to get out of my own head is just to see how they're doing. Mm -hmm. And that reminds you too about what you just said. The losing streaks don't last forever. Mm -hmm. um, someone will, you'll talk to someone and then say, Hey, I just got eight hours at this place where you had gotten backed off in five minutes. Mm -hmm. It's just sometimes when I've experienced a back off or a trespass, I think I'm never going to get to work again. And yeah. you just need somebody to help give you a different perspective. Um, and so mm -hmm. that, that moves me right into staying connected. Um, it's, it's very, very powerful. I think I've said on a previous podcast that one of the predictors of mental illness is um, one of the best predictors is isolation. And so mm -hmm we may think in these quarantine times that staying connected, loneliness, staying connected is a challenge and loneliness um, tends to be a little bit more, we feel that a little more keenly. Um, I've really been impressed with all of the creative ways um, seeing people try to stay connected. And of course, um, technology really helps with that. I reached out to an AP I hadn't heard from in a while yesterday uh, who 
who works in the food service industry and realized, wow, I, I don't know how they're doing. And so I reached out and, you know, was able to talk some with them and they hadn't had to lay any of their people off yet. Um, they, their sales were down, but they were using drive through, um, situations. And I'm sure just, you know, talking through those things and just sharing together was, was helpful. Um, so just make sure you're staying connected with the people who are important in your life. Um, it's just as important for them to hear from you as, you know, as it is for you to hear from them. Uh, any input on that? Yeah. Colin? Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, sometimes I'm really, uh, in awe of how, uh, APs are able to do it, uh, solo because I, I was pretty much always a part of a team. I mean, less than three months playing, playing on my own. Um, and so there were always people that I was connected with, like the, the team forced, that, that connection. Uh, but I think the way that people are able to do it is that they have a good network because the people that don't, they, they burn out or they, you know, kind of some, some people they'll, they'll kind of go off the deep end or something like that. And so it, it really is important. And I would encourage any, uh, AP during it, during coronavirus shutdown times, or just when we're back to normal to make sure that, that you're staying connected, um, with, whether it's for your sake or for the other person's or however you want to think about it, that it will benefit you in the long haul. It really will. My network, I would say, is the main, one of the main reasons why I've had any of the success that I have had. I, I can't even put a value on that. Um, and it'll be what what will be much longer lasting than the game mm -hmm. that I play or the a AV that I I earn um, will be those relationships and and the sweetness of that. So, you know, for me, it's been really, really important. Um, so, and then some of some of you too are probably faced with with kids at home, schools closed, businesses closing. You may be experiencing more togetherness than you're used to, which can make it more challenging to, you know, it may cause some extra stress on relationships. Mm -hmm. um, so that's where really communicating what you need uh, is important. And so get get that alone time that you need, but then reconnect as well. Um, and you may need to talk to bounce some ideas off of other people. Um, oftentimes I just say having a place you can retreat to will be helpful. Like this is yeah. your space and your time. And so make sure that you're getting that. So yeah. So I, I was thinking about that, that if, if you're being impacted in a way that's keeping you from being able to function well, whether it's, you know, with kids or spouse or people you're stuck in quarantine with, or whether it's on the road on a blackjack trip, you're really not doing yourself any favors by ignoring it. Right. Um, and the, the language uh, that my wife and I use is being activated. I don't know if that's like clinical language is, therapy. Yes. Like, I don't know. It was like my, 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 one of my best friends, we, we used to be on a blackjack team together and, uh, he, he was like, Oh yeah. You know, I, I just tell my wife, Hey, I'm like totally activated. And it's like, I, I totally get what he means. It's like, everybody's driving him crazy. And, um, basically, you know, now I, I can see it in my kids. I see it in myself or, or in hindsight, I can see it in former teammates, you know, mm -hmm. by ignoring that and suppressing it, you're, you're not doing yourself any favor, any favors, and you're not doing the people around you any favors. Right. <laughs> so like, you know, get a little break. Um, you know, my wife last week, uh, she's like, I need a minute. And she just walked out and I, I totally understood what she meant. 
you know? And she comes back five minutes later and she's uh, a better person. And, and we were all thankful. And, and then I do the same thing at times. And it's the same on a blackjack trip. It's like, oh my gosh, I, I didn't think I could have another bad shoe. And I just had another bad shoe. And I'm, you know, for me, it's, it's like, uh, while they're shuffling, I'm gonna, you know, walk, walk around the casino for a minute just to like reset or whatever. Um, so I don't know. That's yeah, my language is, my language is triggered. I'm like, Oh, I just got triggered. Um, Uh, yeah. So, um, that that's totally understandable. And we all have those moments. So to just normalize that doesn't, it's not good or bad. It just is. But the important thing I think that, that Colin's pointing out is to actually know when it's happening and what you need to do to soothe it so that it doesn't become destructive. Um, it's okay to be irritated when you're piled up on top of each other, when you're not used to that, it's just, okay, what can I do to make this functional? If it's like he said, if it's interrupting your function, then you need to look for solutions. So that again, the third, um, order of operations, double down. And, and what I was thinking was we need to double down on kindness and compassion and empathy. And I broke that down into being kind to yourself, um, in two ways, being kind to your body and being kind to your soul. Um, you can, people call that different things, soul, spirit, mind, emotions, but I kind of lumped it all together as, as a soul. That's the internal part of you. Um, obviously your body is that physical external part. So, doubling down on kindness by being, it's really important self-care, being kind to your body. So um, make sure that you're paying attention to physically what you need because we needs, um, in my field, we call them the hierarchy of needs and you have to start, it's like a, a pyramid and you have to get those bottom pyramid needs met first before you can move higher up um, into higher functioning. And those come with your, the, the bottom of that is just physical needs. Um, so are you getting enough sleep? Are you paying attention to um, your nutrition? And so I, I put all those together in self-care. But if again, if you are having trouble with sleep, and I was really struggling, that was because of an international trip, but com- um, it was complicated because of I came back from an international trip in the middle of Corona and um, was traveling with an elderly parent. I really struggled with sleep for about three weeks and had to figure out what I needed to do to that has since gotten better. But um, rest, it's really hard to function when you're tired. And, and, you know, as a blackjack player, I, I really have tried to play graveyard because I've heard a lot of successful APs talk about the benefits of graveyard from my body. I can't. Um, and I've just had to accept that because I cannot function the rest of the day or the rest Mm -hmm. of the time if I'm trying to shift, um, to playing graveyard. So all of that just to, um, illustrate, make sure you're getting the sleep you need. Staying hydrated just impacts how you feel. Um, I'm not a water fan. I have to really struggle to get, uh, to stay hydrated and it's easier to get dehydrated for me when I'm not moving. So, you know, my tip was if you're not a water fan, just try increasing your water intake by one glass a day. It just makes you feel better. Um, and then moving, it's easy to get sedentary. Um, it's, it's a problem for a lot of us anyway, but, uh, 
figure out a way, you know, if it's taking a walk, if it's, um, I've started doing yoga, lots of online apps, um, you know, Netflix or prime video to even do like seven minute workouts. Um, getting your circulation going just helps clear your mind, help will help you feel stronger. Anything Colin? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, you used kind of therapy language, be kind to your body. I was thinking like, which, you know, I, I hear that, hear that stuff from, uh, my wife or a friend or whatever. I was just thinking, yeah, take care of yourself, you know? Um, and I, I actually, uh, first started considering this with advantage play from burning the tables in Las Vegas, because he talks about his sleep routine, his exercise routine, his shower routine, and his, the supplements he takes. And I remember at, you know, 23 years old, I'm like, wow, this guy's really obsessed with this stuff. But it's because he knew that uh, how important it was to take care of himself if he was going to be a really high stakes advantage player. He he needed that stuff. And now I think, uh, you know, when I can't just live off adrenaline like I could at 23, that stuff is super important to to functioning well and not having long-term uh, consequences to, to your, to your body. And it's, you know, it's not that, that difficult. I think one other thing I would say, as far as taking care of your body, um, this wasn't, I did play graveyard and, and I still, you know, in the last year I've, I've played blackjack and played till they closed down the table, you know, whatever that was. But, um, when I go to sleep, I get sleep. And um, this might not be the funnest advice for, I think, some people listening. But one thing I've heard from, um, I'd say younger, younger than me, APs, is that they'll, you know, they'll play all night, then they go home, and then they're on their phone for another couple hours. And that wasn't really an option, you know, in in the uh, mid, mid-2000s. mid We didn't have smartphones yet. And so I might turn on the TV, but, you know, TV got pretty crappy by 2 a.m. or whatever. But my, my advice is like, don't, don't just scroll, um, because you're exacerbating the problem, you know, like you need sleep, get sleep. Don't just be on your phone till 8am and then sleep till, you know, 3pm because uh, I don't, uh, I mean, whatever, take it or leave it. I just don't think that's going to be what's best for you. Just have the discipline to say, okay, I'm done playing, you know, uh, maybe you need, uh, 15 minutes to, to do your results and make sure your money all adds up. And maybe you need another 15 minutes to like zone out on your favorite app or whatever, and then put the phone across the room and, and actually work on getting some sleep. Yeah. I think it's really just being tuned in to, you know, being honest about what your body needs and, um, and being disciplined enough to do that because, I think I learned this really early, earlier in my life as a young mother when someone said, look, if you don't take care of yourself, you can't take care of these other people who are depending on you. And if you don't take care of yourself in the casino, you can't take care of your game. Um, you may yeah. not know it right away, but it's going to impact how how you deal with your decisions at the table, the stressors at the table, how quick you are to respond to things. Um, and it just may not be immediately apparent, but if your nutrition is better, your rest is better, and just um, you're, you're going to be able to handle those other things um, in, a, in a more successful way. And that just goes with this whole, this whole period of time that we're, we're dealing with right now too. Um, when you feel stronger, you're able to deal with the internal demands and then the demands of the other people you're responsible for, um, in a healthier way. Yeah. So, and as far as, as far as, uh, 
uh, being hydrated, you know, I've just made a practice first thing when I get up, I have a big glass of water, you know, at least start the day off, day off uh, on the right foot with, with staying hydrated. Yeah. I throw that in there for pro tip. And I, I make rules for myself because if anybody took my coffee away, I would, um, it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be pretty. So I'm just, yeah. if, yeah. And I make my own rules too. It's like, if you want this and you have to do this healthy thing first. Yeah. So yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and you'll figure you'll, you'll figure that out. And then my next one was just be kind to your soul. So I've, I've touched on these things before and we've touched on them a little here. It's okay to feel whatever it is you're feeling it, this, mm-hmm. you know, there is sadness and some fear. Um, it's okay to be sad and scared right now. There, there are unknowns. Um, that's different than being overwhelmed by them going, this is, this is scary. And you know, there has been loss of life. There, there are people suffering and it's okay to feel those things. Um, but to not stay stuck in them and sometimes just talking through them helps, um, journaling about them, finding a way to process them is, is my tip. Um, and then spend some time every day on something that I say feeds your, nourishes your soul. That's my, my language, but something that is fun, something that you enjoy, um, something that gives you a creative outlet, you know, whether that's, you know, reading or baking or something, um, painting, um, playing a game, just getting on the floor and playing with your kids or revisiting a hobby that you set aside that you always said, well, I just don't have time for that. Um, and, you know, fill that blank in, but just find something that brings you some pleasure. I just say, go where the peace is. something that brings you peace and something that brings you pleasure is, is a way to feel rejuvenated and re-energized. Um, I also talked about just laughter. Um, we, we, me and my significant other, we like to, um, just YouTube comedians. Um, we have a few favorites. Mm-hmm. I probably won't reveal who they are, but just laughing our heads off at the end of the day is really, really therapeutic. Um, and that's how we choose to get that done. So, uh, the last thing I put on that is just to choose acceptance. And I said, you know, acceptance is sort of the same as surrendering what you can't control, but it goes a little bit further by embracing what is and acceptance isn't resignation. It's acknowledging that there's still good and positive potential in the moment. And, um, that's what can this stressor bring you that's good or growth potential. Um, and the last one was just be kind to the rest of us. And that's where just understand that everybody is, um, is suffering. I don't suffering is a very strong word, but is experiencing difficulty to some degree. And, um, it, it's really not helpful to think, well, I shouldn't feel this way because somebody is, has it worse than me or, or to feel sorry for yourself going, well, I have it way worse than somebody else's. We all are experiencing difficulty. And so just employing compassion and empathy and giving everybody the benefit of the doubt that they're doing the best they can, um, and responding with kindness as much as you're able, um, will really help us collectively come through this stronger. Yeah. So I I was thinking about that idea of, you know, comparison and I remember, um, pretty early on in my career, maybe, maybe two years into my career, there, there were two, um, people from, 
a very successful large blackjack team that that were playing at our like home casino. Basically, they traveled to it and they're pulling these twelve hour days. And uh, I remember one of the guys, uh, he was like moping and kind of come, you know, complaining. And the other guy on that that he was out there on this trip with was kind of giving him a pep talk. And I remember at the time being like, oh my gosh, you know, what's wrong with him that he's complaining? He's had so much success. But but now I get it, you know. It, I could feel like, you know, let's say I'm on a blackjack trip and I'm just getting clobbered and be like, well, I don't, I I shouldn't complain because, you know, I've had plenty of success with this and, you know, but it doesn't work that way. Like your body doesn't stop feeling emotions just because you tell yourself that you shouldn't feel that way. Um, it, it's just not, you know, I was t- telling that to, to my buddy Jeff uh, last week. I was like, yeah, you know, um, I'm kind of like being locked down. This uh, it's it's kind of getting me a little bit down. And but I tell myself, gosh, we have it really good. We've got you know space for the kids to run around with, and you know uh, my business can is is able to stay open online even if I had to you know cancel a boot camp or whatever. I was like, I feel like I shouldn't complain. He's like, well, you can try saying that, but it just doesn't really work. Um, so you know, give give yourself you know un- understand that that uh, you know whatever you're feeling, you can't you know, maybe you do have it better than other people, but that doesn't mean it doesn't suck to lose at blackjack or that it doesn't suck being stuck at home or whatever. And then the same for other people, you know, I think me now, if I saw that guy at the blackjack table, just like really having a hard time, they were down a lot, you know, it was like 40 or 50 grand that they were down. And now I get it. Yeah. He'd had tons of success, but it still sucks being down, you know, at the blackjack tables playing hour after hour. So um, it you know, totally I, sucks. Yeah. And and at this point, I have got to send a shout out to Stan Podolak because going through the year he went through, mm. it's amazing. And so proud of you, buddy, for pushing through that. Um, I had six months of that and it's really, really hard. So yeah. um, and, you know, getting back to the connected part, uh, really, there are, are two other APs in particular I tend to call. I, I call them my talking me off the shelf, talking me off the ledge uh-huh. APs. Um, and, and there's a couple I call and we, we just talk. I mean, we know, we know about the math. We, the three, you know, the other two I'm talking about have had a lot of success, more success mm-hmm. than me. Um, and more, more, uh, losing streaks than me, mm-hmm. but it just normalizes everything. So, you know, being kind to yourself and being kind to, to other people too. So, and then moving into, um, I called hit, I said, counterpunch stress with perspective, productivity, and progress. And so that moves into that whole perspective thing is having perspective. Um, it, it's fine to go, you know what, this sucks right now, but there, there is um, positive things in it too. So uh, perspective is how you choose to view a situation. Um, Positive perspective looks for potential growth and good outcomes, while negative perspective focus on what was lost only and presumes bad outcomes. Mm. Um, A negative perspective keeps you stuck in the past and a positive perspective helps you to move toward the future and move towards growth. So it doesn't mean it's not without pain and not uncomfortable. Um, but that's where I do think stress can be positive um, because it I call it positive pressure. Um, I love alliteration. You all know that about mm-hmm. me. But positive pressure propels you to progress 
And so that you don't stay stuck. And when something doesn't move, it stagnates or atrophies. And we don't want that. We want to become, we want to keep growing to become stronger. And even though um, perfection isn't anything, we all talk about playing perfectly. And so that's hard for me to wrap my head around um, at times. But so I've dealt with that saying, I want to play the next round perfectly because for mm-hmm. me, that's possible. Um, and if I make a mistake, then the next round I'm playing perfectly. Mm-hmm. Um, and that keeps me moving instead of beating myself up too much over the mistake I just left. So, or just made. So having perspective for this whole, you know, it's the not making something bigger than it is, understanding that you can get through it and you can find um, positive outcomes in it. And then being productive. So just, it, it is easy. Um, I have had days where I felt like I don't have to do anything. I'm here. and um, But producing will, will help uh, make you feel normal, will make you feel stronger. And I like to think that there's a whole lot of productivity, looking for vaccines, um, research, all kinds of things being developed in the in the background that we don't even know or won't know for a while yet. Um, that's going to come about to make things more positive for us. And who knows what's happening with the casinos? We can get into the all that what if thinking, what's going to happen with casinos afterwards. I don't know, but I want to, um, I'm hoping that there can be some real gifts in there for us as APs and mm-hmm. we'll discover them together. Yeah. As far as productivity, I would say, you know, um, right now stuck at home, I would encourage you to to find a find a goal, you know, some sort of productivity goal. I, I saw someone on uh, social media say like, if if another person hustle shames me, you know, like I'm gonna <laughs> blow up. Like, okay, you know, I'm not I'm not shaming you if if you're just you know not not doing anything. But I know that people will feel better if you know. So maybe that's saying, okay, I can count down a deck in this time. I wanna I wanna cut it to this time, or or maybe it's like. Um, you know, I want to learn this other AP play or I want to learn 20 more deviations or whatever, or maybe it's not blackjack related. Maybe it's, you know, um, I've been doing a lot of house projects and I, I feel yesterday I was like, I can't remember what it was. Uh, but I think it's, it's our kids. Our kids are back to their like school stuff, but it's at home and it's all these zoom things. That's like kind of miserable. I was just like kind of grumpy. And then, uh, my son and I, we like did a workout in, in the, the garage with the, with the weights that we had. And then I mowed the lawn, which it's, it's like, takes quite a while to do. And, uh, and then I got some like, uh, woodworking project done or, or some progress on it at least. And I just felt like completely better. And we had a really nice evening as a family. And I was glad that I, rather than just continuing to mope, I got some stuff done and it completely changed my mood. Yeah, and it it does. And so I kind of put on here, um, making goals is important and maybe set one simple thing that you Mm -hmm. can get done in a day and then maybe something that might be a little bit larger that you can make progress towards. And when I was working with clients, I called them SMART goals. Um, We use the acronym SMART and that they're specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time sensitive. So Mm -hmm. Colin mentioned a few, but 
goals are helpful if they're um, not something like, well, I want to lose weight or I want to get yeah. more exercise. It's better if I'm going to do 10 minutes with this video three days this week. Mm -hmm. And because then you can actually succeed at that and you can measure progress. So I would um, encourage you to write something down that is simple and attainable that you can do each day, whether it really is just, I'm going to do a journal entry, or I'm going to watch one BJ video, or I'm going to respond to one forum post. Um, Cause you, you kill a lot of birds with that stone. You're staying connected. You're fulfilling mm -hmm. a goal. I mean, anyways. Yeah. I'll chime in there with the, with the, uh, realistic, or, or attainable, realistic part of the smart thing, which is I listened to this other Blinkist. It was about perfectionism. I don't remember. Maybe someone else recommended it to me. But um, it was saying that people, one of the big barriers, let's say you're like, oh, I want to accomplish, you know, I, I'm going to run this year. And you do great for a month or two. And then something happens and you get like, or that's a bad example. It'd be, I want to run a marathon this year and you start off well, then something happens and you get completely, you basically say, well, I can't accomplish this lofty goal I set, so I won't even bother. Um, and they said that people are actually far more likely to achieve success when they, when they set lower goals. Like, because when we set something mm -hmm. that, that we, we can't attain, then we give up as opposed to saying, well, I'm going to cut that goal in half and then you're actually more likely to overachieve. So, uh, just put that out there for people. Yeah, absolutely true. And you know, the double whammy with setting unrealistic goals, um, and we really could mm -hmm. tie this into blackjack a lot, um, is a sense of failure, which is, a you know, not only do you give up, mm -hmm. then you feel crappy because you can put labels of failure on that. And it's just, um, we want to avoid that. So having uh, realistic goals in, in your life, what you get achieved during COVID, um, during quarantine, and then with how you progress with your blackjack goals um, is, is really helpful, keeping those realistic. So then I said stand firm. We're going to build – standing firm helps you to build resilience, um, coming out stronger on the other side. So uh, standing, I was trying to visualize what that meant. Um, I kind of took this just personally from a scripture. It says, when you've done everything to stand, then stand. And um, it just means be unmoved. Um, so I said, embrace stillness. And, you know, in our culture, busyness is kind of seen as a mm. badge of honor. But I think the temptation can be to take that past what is healthy. And you hear a lot, oh, I just mm. want to slow down. Um, so I said, you know, quarantine may not have been what you mm -hmm. had in mind when you wanted to slow down, but this is what we have now. So embrace it. Um, meditate. This again comes to feeding your soul. So embrace that stillness. Just pay attention to get some relaxation time, pay attention to your breathing. Um, it helps to just kind of get you centered for what you need to do for the day and um, really acknowledge that you have the ability to slow down some things where you, where you have perhaps have fewer demands than you had in the past. Um, and then really avoiding, we've talked a lot about social media and so much during this time, it can be so helpful, but be aware um, of the negative possibilities in that too. If you, there can be a lot of 
unhealthy things with too much exposure to social media. So be on your guard. Um, we want to avoid blame and self-pity. Um, stay focused, you know, on uh, just just to be aware of that because that will not serve mm-hmm. you well um, during a time like that. And the flip side of, of blame and self-pity is gratitude. And so I, I ended it with expressing gratitude and really focusing on uh, what you have to be thankful for during this time, whether it's starting a gratitude list, expressing gratitude to the people around you. It's just good for your for yourself and those around you to be really focused on. Gratitude. I love it. I love it. So, um, you know, kind of to land the plane here, th- that was really for me, the big takeaway from, from the, uh, book summary of the upside of stress. Um, and more importantly, this, this entire conversation is that, uh, is, is knowing how to cope with and how to think about, uh, these, you know, challenges or not non like life threatening stresses. Um, so in, in terms of advantage play, you know, we're choosing an inherently stressful or challenging endeavor. But I think what, what this helps me to understand is like, yeah, we're, we're choosing this, but that doesn't mean it's a necessary evil. And I think in a lot of ways I've seen like, well, you know, I put myself into this difficult thing, but it's worth it because you know, the money or whatever. Um, but, but it doesn't have to be that way. You know, like if we're looking to be resilient, to have gratitude, to be connected, all, all those things, you know, there are people out there that end up only seeing the negatives in advantage play. Like I've seen this time and time again, you know, I think of a former teammate that's like, why do we do this to ourselves? I, I have felt that way. I was sorry to interrupt you. Yeah, I have felt that way before and I've had to take a step back and go, okay, these are the reasons I do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there are some people that only seem to see the positives I think of Tom, Tommy Highland, you know, he's yeah. like unflappable with just, you know, uh, how valuable advantage play is or, or BCD, if you know who that is, like he just seems pretty unflappable. Um, but the, the bottom line is the more we're able to see the positives to the challenges or stress of advantage play, you know, beating casinos, the, the financial gain, the excitement, having a meaningful story, the freedom it provides, if we're able to see those more, then that stress actually becomes less harmful. It builds resilience and can potentially even lead to, as this study showed, a longer life expectancy, which is just crazy to me. Right. Um, yes. So, you know, kind of my final thought, and then I'd like to hear yours, is like, we've got to take the time to acknowledge the stress or, or, um, the way I've thought of it before is the headwinds, those challenges that are, that are blowing against us, embrace it, have community in it, and then take care of ourselves and each other and make sure that we're finding the gratitude in it or the tailwinds, like seeing the positives, celebrating them, enjoying them, talking about those two. So that's, that was kind of my takeaway from this, but I'd like to hear your final thoughts. Well, I think you wrapped that up very well. And I would just tag that on and saying you're all important parts of, of that. Um, we need each other. We need one of the profound things I'm seeing through all of this is we are kind of all in this, finding a solution, um, together. We're doing our part. So being part of the solution and being part of this community, um, 
is important. And yeah. yeah. So am I allowed to say something that I'm grateful for that came out of this? I think you know what I'm alluding to. And some of y'all are aware, but not everybody. It's fine. Fine with me. Well, I accepted um, a proposal of marriage from another BJA member, Silent Assassin, on Palm Sunday. So I'm very grateful for that. Congratulations. Thanks for sharing something to be grateful for. You know, I'll say during uh, a moment of, uh, what was it, catastrophic thinking or, or worst case scenario, it was like, oh man, what if, you know, the casinos don't reopen? What if, you know, um, Advantage Play is dead from from this coronavirus, which I, I don't think is going to be the case. I'm, I'm actually going to film a video this coming week. Uh, I've been getting... Um, quotes from Richard Munchkin, Anthony Curtis, and Max Rubin on on what they think will be the result of all this for casinos and card counters. So I'll film that next week and and we'll put it out in a couple of weeks. But anyway, during a moment of weakness, I was like I was thinking, well, not only would it affect me, because my plan A is running blackjack apprenticeship. My plan B is to to count cards again. Um so those if those were both dead. But then I was thinking like, man, the really the the really big bummer for me is how many of my friends, this entire community, you know, like it would, it would come to an end, you know, which that's, that's the, that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, I'm confident Macau is already open back up. Um, and, and th- the casinos in Macau are open again and they've got a path forward, um, that actually for card counters might be better in some ways, um, not having packed packed tables. But all that to say, it, it casino, may be. you know, advantage play isn't going to die because of this. Um, but the flip side of that, the positive is, is it just really makes me thankful for, for this community, for the friends that I've made through it. You know, I was thinking like, man, I can't wait. Like more than ever when this is over, I'm looking forward to seeing my friends, you know, at a boot camp or whatever, um, and uh, and celebrating our common relationships, common interests, all that stuff. So there's something I'm definitely grateful for. Amen to that. <laughs> and of course the extra time with my, my wife and kids and, and all that we, we are like, yeah, it's, it's, I can't wait till the world reopens, but, uh, but we're, we're making the most of, of the time together. And, and really, uh, you know, I'm taking time to, to not just, uh, uh, yeah, just taking the time to be thankful for that time with with my family and doing some Zoom hangouts with friends uh, until till we can see each other in person. So thanks so much for taking the time to share this. Um, I think people are going to benefit from it. Uh, I know that that I have, and I you know I started the conversation with you because I love talking about this stuff, and you you brought a lot of perspective um, to to the conversation. And um, we'll we'll get this published, and then on the forum maybe we'll get a forum thread going where people can ask you follow up questions. Is that cool? Perfect. Hey, how about this? Would you be up for doing an AMAA on the forum sometime in the next week or two? I am. Just know I'm really slow at writing, so people will have to be patient with me. But I'll be happy to answer questions. Good. I put you on the spot there, so you couldn't say no. (laughs) Right. But uh, yeah, awesome. Well, we'll we'll get that uh, figured out in the next week or two, also. But um, enjoy the rest of your lockdown time, and thanks thanks again for doing this. Yeah, you're, you're so welcome. All right. We will see you guys on the forum or uh, wherever wherever you can find us. All right. Bye. Bye now.